When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit Hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. Yeah. Yeah, what do you want? Beak or jaws? Feathers or fur? Sharp teeth or feet with claws? Whatever's preferred. They'll grant you all last requests to steady your nerves. Then podcast the body parts get severed and served. Bring your weak shit where the wolf and owl are. That ain't just a mistake, that's an awful howler. Both of them are known to pull up at your shows. Have the crowd witnessing a murder like they rolled in with a gang of crows. Fuck their censorship, let them see the whole thing. They stay dressed to kill, never sheep's clothing. Dark enough to turn the sun to the moon, you'll see nothing. All you hear's a huff a puff. Expect killings, red spilling and flesh ripping Impressive in it, the death bringing his head spinning Just kidding, every word in his songs about two grown men Dressed up as a bird and a dog Oh my gosh, who's in the room? The wolf and the owl Get us ready, podcast time like Inside the rain flame. <laughs> Smile uh, to oh. a friend Oh yeah, okay Because the brothers yeah. Animals yeah. I hear. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to the Wolf and Owl Providence uh, po- podcast. Thomas spat all over himself. I'm glazed in phlegm. Glazed in his own secretion. No one calls it phlegm anymore. No. Like, maybe doctors. Well, uh, no, 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 what are you saying? No, yeah. Doctors do call it phlegm, don't they? Yeah. Mucus. Yeah. But when you know when you were a kid and you used to phlegm it and just sort of, like... Yeah, how much are you using it? I mean, how much is that word coming up in your sort of everyday? What, phlegm? I, 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 I sort of, I wouldn't say I've got rules about what I talk about, but I, don't, I wouldn't say phlegm comes up that much. Oh, hello, a bit of a pun. I wouldn't <laughs> say phlegm comes up. <laughs> Look at you, the pun doctor. Hello, Tim Vine. Uh, Ron Vine's in the building. Hello. <laughs> I discovered a problem. By the way, we can talk about phlegm in a sec, but just very quickly before I forget. Go I discovered a problem with our relationship now. Go on, hold on, hold on. Well, we saw each other at a gig last yeah. night. And yeah. what I discovered was it's actually not beneficial to the podcast for us to talk to each other outside of the podcast. No, no, no. I realised. No, we basically have to sort of almost just keep our relationship <laughs> in these parameters. Yeah. It looks like yours and my friendship can only exist on Zoom now. <laughs> it's unfortunate. <laughs> By the way, just and thank you to people who came... It was an amazing charity. Like, for me and you, like, our relationship to exist backstage is almost impossible. Mm-hmm. Because Correct. before a gig, I think we're both full of anxiety and nerves, and but we deal with that in a way of becoming quite quiet and sort of... Or actually, you deal with it in a really way of being quite cool and quiet and getting your shit together. I deal with it in a way of becoming really, really annoying um, <laughs> and pacing. I, I thought you were charming. Um, I thought you were charming. And then after what a gig... What is going on with that? And then <laughs> after a gig... 
we're both we're both kicking ourselves because we think we've absolutely fucking well before we started recording this podcast tom and i are very annoyed that we didn't do more new material at the game yeah. last night so i had new stuff and I, I had new stuff too yeah but i will say this i i actually genuinely like you ripped it but that you brought some sweet sweet fire to that fucking stage yesterday i don't want to blow <laughs> your dick no you fucking did man i was like sitting backstage i was like fucking hell man like me do you still by the way i still get a buzz at like the store i still think it's like yeah the store is like it's got that status isn't it yeah like, like yeah it's still like a buzz to get on stage at the store yeah it's it's a it's a wild one i love it there it's amazing um thank you very much everyone who came out for a good course last night by the way and it was lovely to meet wolf and our fans uh not as lovely as just meeting romesh fans obviously but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you're quite selfish in your fans you don't like them to collide do you yeah, I, I, I sort of, I should probably take this opportunity to uh, uh, acknowledge this. I don't like other acts doing well on the gig. Uh, <laughs> on the goog or the gig? On the goog, yeah, on the goog. Google. That's what we call it. That's, when you get to my level, that's what we call it, gigs. We call it gigs. What do you think of that goog last night? Uh, well, I, don't like, <laughs> I don't like uh, accepting accolades alongside other people. So when yeah, people say I'm a Wolf and Owl fan, I say thanks very much. What I'm thinking is, is fuck off. Stay yeah, the fuck yeah, yeah. I need you me. to be a Romish fan. Yeah. Whereas if someone says to me, I'm a Wolf and Owl fan, I'm like, yeah, I'm considering getting That's the reason I clung on to those coattails. <laughs> I'm <'cause> really considering <laughs> getting like a, um, like a tattoo of an owl peering over my panty line. Mm. You should have it like where, so it just looks like the, the wings are kind of over your belt, and that, like <laughs> over the sort of... <laughs> just like a meerkat. <laughs> just a cheeky little look over. And then you'll have to get you'll have to get the front of the feathers painted onto every pair of your boxer yeah. shorts just to make the effect work. Thousands of pounds. <laughs> Literally having to go into somewhere and go, yeah, um, so these are four hundred pairs of underpants. Um I need little owl wings painted just exactly yeah. here. It's, yeah, it's only really for the benefit of Catherine. <laughs> I need one of like who's doing my costume where I have to take off clothes. <laughs> That's the only other time that I'm naked in front of anyone. So the reason I was saying that um, that it was a night, not a nightmare, that it's a problem for us to bump into each other, because you basically t you had to tell me a story yesterday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That really would have been better for me to hear the first time. It was an the, insane uh, story. I couldn't keep to myself. Yeah, it's fucking mental, right? So basically, before the gig last night, I'm teeing you up here for yeah, yeah. what I consider an incredible anecdote. Oh, I shouldn't have. Should I built it up? Wow, that much? wow. I do. I do loaded. consider it to be incredible. Pressure loaded. Uh, <laughs> I feel like Doc Holiday when Wyatt Earps is at a fucking gang of road into town and I'm the best guy with a shotgun. I'm like, oh, I'm not that good. So go on. Uh, so you, this, you went to a Chinese restaurant, right? So I go to my favourite Chinese restaurant in, in Chinatown. Do you want to give him a shout out? One Keys. I'd, I'd love to. Shout out One Keys. Yeah. Right. I should say on this as well, me and Catherine have just started watching The Watcher. I, I, incredible bit of programming, banging. Um, so I basically go into One Keys, right? Uh, one Keys is like one of the oldest restaurants in Chinatown. It's one of those places where I sit you on a table of four and then someone, they'll put other people on your table when you're eating. Sometimes I like that, sometimes I don't. So I'm sitting there, I'm sort of like going over like this new material that I didn't end up doing and I'm basically having a chicken soup, <coughs> chicken sweet corn soup and a little can of Coca-Cola. Um, as I'm sitting as there... The, as, the, as the Chinese would have wanted. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing better to wash that old chicken and sweet corn soup down than a good old ice cold Coca-Cola. Yeah, go on. Um, as I'm sitting there, they, this guy comes over the waiter and uh, 
basically the way it sits him down. And uh, he sort of goes, uh, I'm sort of, and he goes, are you enjoying that, Tom? And I'm like, oh, it's a bit of a strange way that he says, and I'm like, yeah, man, yeah, yeah, I think it is good. He's like, yeah, is it nice here, Tom? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, it's really nice. Thank you, bro. Yeah, yeah, it's good. He's like, oh, nice one, cool, cool, nice one, Tom. Right? I'm just like, that's just a strange way of, like, people recognise you, but say, yeah, oh, yeah, da-da-da, but it's just a straight, anyway, waiter comes over, over, and, like, to get his order, and he just says, I'll just have what Tom's having, and points at my my meal, and the waiter's like, okay, he said, yeah, yeah, just give me what Tom's having, he said, it's good, yeah, Tom, and I was like, yeah, yeah, it's, it's great. So, waiter goes, he just sits there staring at me at this point, he just, like, literally, as I'm eating, he's just staring at me. It's geezer's what, what, what are you? What are you feeling at this? Point? Like I'm going to say as well, this guy was like, you know, he, like he had a weird Vin Diesel vibe to how he looked. Right. Like he had, he, he, and he was dressed well. He, he had a way about him. He wasn't like he's a proper geezer. Do you know what I mean? Like just, mm. just a bit like I'm like thinking this is fuck. This is strange, right? And also, but then in the back of my mind, I'm thinking I have a vivid like imagination. I've been watching the Watcher. Maybe this isn't as fucking mad as I think. Maybe I'm just you know. Anyway. His food comes over and he's like, mm, this is good, Tom. This is good, Tom. I like this, Tom. This is good. And I'm like... Did he say your name that many times? Mate, he kept saying my name. It was like constant. I don't like that at all. Yeah, I, mean, I don't like, like anything about this. But and I'm like, this is fucking... Like... Now this is turning really weird. So I then sort of put my little notebook away and then I'm just like, trying to look at my phone. Uh, and then they bring over this chicken and rice thing. And he's like, uh, are you having chicken? Yeah, he's like, you, oh, you're having more, Tom. And I'm like, he just kept on saying stuff with my name in. Mm. So anyway, he finishes his soup, downs his Coca-Cola, and says... Yeah, the Coke uh, as well, took the recommendation. <laughs> said, uh, have, a, have a good rest of your evening, good luck. See you later, Tom, right? Good luck for tonight or something. I can't. He said, so good luck, which in my head I'm thinking, that's insane, because what, does he know that I'm gigging tonight, or... Yeah, yeah. Does he just mean good luck in jail? What the fuck is that? That's You're freaking, freaking out of it now. Yeah, I'm probably freaking out. He gets up, sort of nods and walks off. So I'm like, that's a fucking weird exchange. Thank, like, thank God he's gone. Like, that was fucking just, you know, finish my food. Uh, and then you go up to the counter to play. You get a ticket, you go up to the counter and pay. So I go up to the counter and I'm like, you know, A6, please. And the woman's like, 48 pounds. I'm like, 48 pounds? I was like, what the fuck? Like, no, 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 no. Like, mine's like, 20, 25, 26 pounds, whatever, like, you know, 30 quid at most, like, you know. And she's like, no, 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 no. And then she shows me the receipt, right? And I'm like, it shows the the bill, but it shows what he's had as well. And I'm like, no, no, this And she said, you pay for your friend. I was like, no, I, not, I don't know that guy. I like, And she said, you're Tom, you'll pay for your friend. And I'm like, he's not my friend. I don't know the guy. And she said, are you Tom? I said, yeah, I'm Tom. And then the fucking managers come over. He said, like, what's good? Like, he's like, what's happening here? And I'm like, the guy's just walked. He said, no, but he says you'll pay. He spoke to me. He said, you're Tom. Are you Tom? And I'm I am Tom, right? I'm Tom. I, but I don't know who he is. He said, like, you pay for, he says you're his friend. You'll pay for him. I said, I don't know that guy. It's like, he, you just put him next to me. He said, no, when he came in, he pointed at you and said to join you. My God. And I'm like, I never met this guy in my fucking life, right? They're literally like, you pay, you pay. They're like, and it's quite a sort of, it's well known for being like quite a, the, re, the staff don't take any shit there. You know, and neither mm. should they, because, you know, drunks and whatever. So, and it's not their fault. It's like, they don't know. So I'm like, look, I paid for the for me and this fucking, but I leave, like, genuinely wrong. 
and my heart, I'm like, heart's racing at this point. I'm like, how the fuck? Has he planned that thing, right? That he's seen me in there or did he watch me walk in there or did he like, or is, he, is it just by chance? But the whole thing was just the, like calling me, but the thing that fucked me, like really did my head was like when he was like, good luck. I was like, what does he mean by good? Does he mean that, like for the gig, I'm going to do a gig. So well, is he going to be? Luck, I hope you got forty six quid in your account. <laughs> but is he? Is he? Does he? What does he mean? Or does he mean like good uh, luck? Well, do you yeah, not no. think? Do you not think he's just trying to like? He's trying to sell the idea that you're mates. To... Maybe, but the whole thing was like genuinely right. Like, look, we've talked about this a lot. We talked about it, I think last week, right? When people recognise you. That it's yeah, you know, there's a variant of ways it goes. People are either lovely, super friendly, or they might be a little bit fucking overly overzealous. Sometimes they could be a bit aggressive. There's different ways. This was genuinely in my life one of the most fucking like I don't get what like the whole constantly everything he said he said my name. But then like so in my head I'm like well by chance he just watched me walk into this restaurant and think I don't know he's going in there I might just follow him and get a free, free meal. But then like the whole way he went about I mean, honestly and then but then I'm like. My my mind will run away with me, mm. like because of things like the Watcher and sh- whatever I'm like, I'm into, and I've got like I'm like so I start I call Catherine and go like oh my god like this how freak and then Catherine's like oh my god that's fucking really really weird. Then I get to the gig and I'm like I think maybe I'm overly playing this. So then I tell Susan how can you overly play? Well, no, Sorry. I'm over my, my I'm like maybe I'm thinking too much about this. So I tell Susie yeah. then as soon as you walk in, Susie's like I'll tell Ron what happened. To tell you, and you're like, oh, that is fucking... And actually, to be fair, I was like, when I see Rom, Rom is probably the most, like... When I was terrified of ghosts haunting my hotel room, Rom gave me a bit of solace. And I'm like, actually, Rom will probably just say, oh, I'm overly thinking it. Your face, when I told you the last bit, was genuinely like, oh, no. Like, like what, that was like an air stewardess if the plane's going down. Is it going to be all right? And she's like, I don't know. No, it will be all right. I mean, the guy's just, like, done, like, a... Is it, know, is, I, it, is, I, it, is I it a grift? Just... Or, but then I just think there's so many variables of like, how did he... When I walked out of the restaurant, I'm not joking, I was like, where is he? Is he watching to laugh at it, just thinking I've just fucking done You know it. what's possible? You know what's possible? Because like, the thing is, is the idea that that is premeditated, because like, it can't be... It's such a shit grift, do you know what I mean? Like for yeah, 20 yeah. quid. And it's so unlikely... No, let me say, by the gonna... way, he wasn't like... He didn't look, he didn't look at all... Like he didn't have twenty pounds sit or in his, so, he, so, he was so dressed I, well. I think this is what I think the most likely thing is. But I, you know, obviously, I'm speculating here. I think what happened is he came and sat, he saw you, sat down with you, like just saw you, wanted to sit with you, right? He's got some bollies on him, right? Yeah. Wanted to sit down with you, sits down, and I think at some point during the evening, during that process, he decides that's what he's going to do. I reckon it came to him in the moment. But the other thing do I don't get I mean? is like, there was not like, um, right, so this is what makes like, so like, look, me and you are both in them. So usually when someone recognises you, they'll go, I like the Wolf and Out, or I like King Gary, or da, da, da. Mm. Like there was like, there was no, there was no conversational part of like, it was like, what I mean is like, it was just constant, like you enjoying that food, Tom. Is that nice, Tom? Yeah, but yeah, he's just doing that to look like Tom. you to... He, yeah, he yeah, but, like then, but then, then it is the grift, isn't it? It's like, that's what I mean. It's like, there wasn't a moment where I'm like, oh, he's coming, he's going to have a little chat, and he's like, oh, yeah, don't know what you've been up to, how you've been, and all that. It was just like this weird... And between talking, he just was fucking looking at me, like staring, but not in like just staring, like if I was to turn what around... a horrible thing to if have. If I was like, to turn I mean, around and go, what are you looking at? He'd then get aggressive. 
So I just sat but there forget, thinking. Forget the, forget, the, forget the money thing. He's basically, not only has he made you pay for his meal, he's ruined yours. Oh, no, mate, he's I mean, destroyed I, my meal. And let me just say, right, I've been going to this, but I think I've talked about it before. I've been going to this restaurant since I was, like, my uh, dad's best friend, uh, Willie, from, like, Hong Kong. So we've been going for Chinese New Year. I go to this restaurant, like, the staff change. They're not going to know. You know, I've been going there for a long time. It's a turnover of staff, but we go in there a long time. So it's like a place that I go. I usually go there before a gig. I usually used to go there a lot when I, because it's just an amazing Chinese restaurant. But I, I, so I was looking forward to it. And you know, in your head, you're like, I'm going to sit there, do this, and I'm going to go and do the store. It's going to be amazing. Literally sat there thinking, this is just a, like, yeah, I don't know, man. I thought it was just genuinely. I was like, I felt, it didn't fit, it felt more like it, this is like an intimidation thing. Yeah. That more than the only thing I'm slightly nervous about is that that guy is like a Wolf and Owl fan. And <laughs> right now, as we're saying this, he's sitting in wherever, masturbating <laughs> at a fucking grift gone well. <laughs> And and now not only oh, no, that, no, not, only is is it, not only is it his dinner paid for him, he's now getting a mention on the fucking. No, look, this is a mad thing, right? He'd also had the you know the the, the chicken and rice I said about. He'd taken that with him because that was on the bill. There was two of everything, but he didn't sit and have the chicken and rice with me. Yeah, so he, he, knew what he was doing. Before, he knew yeah. it, well, he knew he had to leave before you because if if yeah, because well, yeah. Yeah, you know you, you've talked a lot about how quickly you eat on there. Only last week you were talking about smashing away two pizzas in, the, in seven minutes. <laughs> So he's thought to himself, if I have the chicken and rice the same time he's having the chicken there's and no rice, way, there's, no, yeah. there's no way I win that it, race. I, I can pretty much eat a, a relatively sort of like warm soup to two of his dishes. Any more than that, I'm, I'm going to be killing time. <laughs> I've got to pay for my own meal. So he's gone, I've got to get What insanity though, right? If, if I'm going to get away with this life-changing £20 gift <laughs> that I'm pulling off. I, I mean, I, my best version of it is he's just gone literally to a pub to meet his mates and gone, oh my God, you know that fucking idiot from the TV, Tom yeah. Davis? I've just Chicken said. and rice, boys, is on Tom <laughs> Davis. Single, who, wants to, who wants to share a single portion of chicken and rice? <laughs> Courtesy of the wolf. <laughs> who? Tom Davis. Uh, who? <laughs> well, um, so with, with things like that, it's like uh, it, it, you just feel angry afterwards, right? I, mean, I, I feel not... more scared. You know, like I genuinely, right? If I ever see that guy again, I will. I think what I'll... are you do? Buy him another chicken and rice. Just to sort of... <laughs> if, I, if he I promises to leave you alone. If I see that guy again, I'll shit my pants. Why? Because genuinely, been, that's purely because you've been watching the Watcher. Yeah, probably. I know. Yeah, that's insane, isn't it? Yeah, but you and you and I need to find this guy and fucking weigh him in. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I hope it was just a small little grift. It's just not, he's not a stalker. No, but I think if, uh, uh, first of all, he's not a stalker. Can I just tell you this? Yeah, he's not yeah. a stalker. He's no. an opportunist. All right. So I, I want you to put your mind at rest. Yeah, okay? yeah, yeah. You're perfectly fine. Yeah, yeah. The thing that happened to you is annoying. Yeah. You had to pay for a chicken and rice and a chicken and sweet corn. Why you went double chicken beyond me, but it's up to you. <laughs> Wash down with a Coke. But, but that's what he's got away with, right? He's cut, probably furious. He's, he's probably opened it up and he's gone, fucking hell, chicken again, this prick. <laughs> really dry chicken. Didn't when I did there. this to Steve Coogan. He had a variety <laughs> of dishes. Those spring rolls in it. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's all that happened there. Yeah. Um, so it's just annoying. Do you know what I mean? But I, I, I my, ner- my, what I'm slightly worried about is that, not worried, I'm not worried, by the way, I shouldn't use the word worry because you're in a fragile. Yeah, I was going to say. Uh, yeah, what yeah. I don't want is that he's the sort of person that would get off on it being mad. He, he's not going to, uh, if he's done that, he's not going to listen to the podcast feeling shame. No. At us to, he's going he's gonna to be absolutely ecstatic. I had a thing once, somebody tweeted going, 
this is pretty actually this brings me on to my next thing that i need to talk to you about um oh my god what am, am i presenting a fucking mid-morning magazine become, show you know, what the fuck you, is wrong with really me you are really dancing around a fact of becoming the new richard arnold am i trying to put a format onto this what is <laughs> which brings me on to my next one sorry if i'm going to stop you there we will come back to that later What's i just doing need now? To... mom's working for gb news now yeah He's talking about how he wants his family gone. <laughs> this episode is brought to you by Twizzlers. Long day, late night, feeling a little bored. Twizzlers is the ultimate sidekick for any moment of the day, no matter what kind of day you're having. The perfect level of sweet and a fun excuse to sit back and relax. Unwind with Twizzlers. To buy now, visit hersheyland.com slash Twizzlers. So I got a tweet from somebody years ago, this is, uh, going, your eye makes me want to throw up, right? So like, you know, like, it's just like a vicious tweet. And then I just like retweeted, I quote tweeted it. And then I just said, don't normally retweet praise, but had to share, right? <laughs> That's good, yeah. Just as a stupid thing. Anyway, I logged, I went onto his Twitter and he just went, I can't, I can't believe this is happening. I'm so excited. Like he was like getting off on being really? like fucking outed like that. Do you know what I mean? And I wonder if like, that's what I think this guy's psychology would be like. He's just like currently just absolutely jizzing all over his room at the thought that he's not only has he committed this crime, but now he's opened the podcast. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I imagine yeah. he's really, anyway, th sorry, the eye thing. Uh, we've had a couple of things I need to give you updates on. First of all, yeah, and it's made me feel slightly bad that I didn't thank you enough. So many emails saying how lovely it was that you supported me in the Steve Igate. Yeah, it's not yeah. a great name. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> sounds so, Igate sounds like I'm going to get grace. It's like yeah. a fucking the Igate's apple. faulty. That's how yeah. fucking started this issue. Um, but um, so like like you just would like loads of people saying what a great mate you were in that situation. So oh, right. um, and I don't know if I thanked you enough. I don't think I thanked you at all actually. So uh, yeah, can I just it. say I love you? for You that. sent me a loving text. Uh, no, I didn't do it for yeah. that. I, it it grinds grinds my gears, and it feels like saying I've got to say on a daily because I was literally saw something like do it yesterday when we were together, and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, yeah. But the other thing is, is Steve got back in touch. Wow. Okay. Uh, and he said uh, that he's really sorry and that he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it in that way. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's a strange one, this, right? Because it brings me, look, weirdly, like, I had like this, I had a running thing with a guy who made a few jokes about me this week on Twitter, right? He, he sort of came in, came in on me and he sort of like referred to it like me being sort of stupid, like on something, right? Did this quote of something. And then him and another couple of people were just sort of having a bit of a dick. Like, so I just, like, I sort of did the what you, so I messed. So uh, they're calling you stupid because of what? What's their, what's their evidence? It was about a fantasy league thing, I think, about a football thing I'd done. Right. And then they just went in a bit on, like, and then he was just sort of like, ref, like almost like being sort of like, you know, this guy's won't be able to understand basically what, what the insult is, but this is, you know, and then sort of there's, you know, that sort of Twitter vibe. Right, right. So I just messaged him and was like, look, you know, I kind of know what's going on here, whatever. Like, cool, if that's how you want to sort of like spend your days. But, you know, it's fucking, try to be positive. There's no, and then he sort of comes back and was just trying to, 
You know, someone just the banter's misjudged. So I'm like, who is this fucking guy? I look at him. He's like an advocate for fucking mental health. He's like, da da da. All this. He, you know. all, mate, it happens so much. And, right. And so I'm like, be kind. They yeah. often have in so their. So I message him and say, look, man, like you're actually and looked at some of his creative stuff. And I'm like, you're clear. And he look, you know, you're clearly quite a creative guy. You're clearly quite an intelligent guy, and you're an advocate for mental health. And actually, what you're doing is you've now destroyed like you've ruined my evening tonight with my family with my daughter and my wife my wife because you're having yeah. a gut me so you need to barely look at yourself right and i'm like i don't want to be aggressive or but that's like you know i don't, you're just, I don't being fuck, yeah. you're just being honest so yeah. then he then fucking comes into my dms being like oh yeah you've got the wrong end of the stick i'm like no i haven't you know what go back and read your tweets then i look at his tweets he's deleted about three of them I'm like, okay, whatever, mate. And then he's come back to me again saying, like, oh, yeah, I apologise and all that. I'm like, you know that thing, but you know that the thing I want, and they said, and I didn't do this because, yeah, I think you've talked about this maybe before, or some Catherine might have. There's a, I was this close to just going, if you want attention, I'll give you attention. I'll fucking, mm. I'll, I'll quote tweet this, what yeah. you're doing, and see how you like when people will see, because I'm not that vibe, man. I'm not that guy. I just, I, I, like, I don't like it. I hate fucking that, you know. But I was like, I'm not going to do that. Because I don't, you know, I don't want to fucking put someone in that position. But, yeah. you know, when you're just like, in the, the sense, like you're saying with Steve, it's like, it's, a, it, you know, and I, I respect that Steve's apologised and I it always think, you know, whatever, man. And he like, said it but, wasn't his intention. He was like trying to be funny. Yeah, but the thing about it, in what I'm saying about like, whether it's, you know, someone saying something about your eye or the fact that my intelligence yeah, that that's something that you know, someone who's dyslexic who didn't finish school. I find that that's that kicks that that's something that that's my that sits on my shoulder a little bit. Mm. So I think when people say stuff, you got to be culpable. And yeah, he's apologised. He's just not my intention. But you're like you know, like Twitter and social media and email and anything you're writing down, everything like has a consequence. So I've done that. Don't get me wrong. I've done fucking stupid things. I know you have as well. I've I've written things yeah. on Twitter and then I've I've had to take responsibility yeah, yeah. and suck it up and fucking have my medicine. But I think I think everyone's got to be a little bit more like think about the person that when you're writing something like that. And I get what he's doing. He's you know in the, in that email is deflection. He feels a bit embarrassed about what his original email, so he's deflecting it to try and you know try and make him seem like a more jovial character. But what he's doing that he's having a go at yourself, and it's like that's why I didn't like it, and that's why yeah. Man, the, the, the thing like genuinely, and I said I'm not gonna go over it again. It fucking really pisses me off. <laughs> I just, I really get angry about it. I remember the first time we did a panel show together, I had to fucking bite my lip, just thinking. Like, but do you know what? Okay, but like, I'm just playing devil's advocate here, right? And I lo- and I love you for being so supportive, and I, I know it annoys you. But I, do you not think some t- like part of the part of the reason for that is that if you joke about it yourself, which obviously we do, like yeah, you know, we joke about our, we joke about our hangups because. That's what you did at school, right? Like yeah. you know, when I when I was growing up, like I'd get shit about my, and then you just sort of come up with a self defense mechanism, and it's almost like you get there before somebody else gets there. Do you know what I mean? You get there first or whatever. So then people obviously like you can understand is part you can partly understand when people sort of think that it just must mean it's open season, right? To like so no, fun, right? no. I think if you're an intelligent if you're intelligent enough to craft an email to write, and you know Steve's not an idiot. I think if you're intelligent, I think it's bullying. I don't think it's right. And I, I I think that, like, you've made that your thing as I've made that certain things for myself, right? I I can only, I don't want to get, but I look at, like, you as a younger, as a young boy when that must have first happened and how hard that's been through your whole life. And I don't think that's right. You've made that your fucking place. 
to do that because you feel bad about it. You don't need to be made any to feel any worse by other people trying to make them feel they've got one up on you. And I've sat there in rooms when you're killing it and you're crushing it, and it's not coming from a comedian who's doing it to be on your side, it's doing it because it's, it, they know it, oh, that's a weakness in, in a way that, yeah, you make a joke yeah, yeah. out of it, but that's what, that's what grinds my gears. It's not a matter of going, it's because that's a vulnerability that you have, and that's what I don't like. And I don't think it's cool. My God, you're like a fucking... <laughs> I thought I was doing a podcast with a superhero. I love it. <laughs> no, no, just, yeah, anyway. And look, uh, it's, yeah, I'm not perfect, but I'm like, I just, yeah. Anyhow, any who, my G? Uh, I had an incredible interaction on the train home. What, last night? Yeah. You hit me right um, A guy came up to me and he just went, it's just so lovely. He just went, fucking hell, are you Ramesh Ranganathan? And I went, yeah. And he goes, holy shit, holy shit. You're like my, you're like one of my favourite comedians. Oh my god, this is such an amazing day. And he goes, I just want to say, man, you fucking, honestly, I love your shit. And then he just starts walking down the train carriage, going, "You're not going to fucking believe who's back there." <laughs> That's a nice Rubbish thing. Rubbish Ragnarvis on this train. Rubbish Ragnarvis is sat in that carriage down there. And then, like, about a minute later, he walks up to me and like gives me a little fucking sugar waffle in a packet. And he goes, "I just want to say, this is all I've got on me." Wow. But I just want to give you that to say thank you for. for so doing you what basically you do. get a guy on a train who's like literally like fucking your hype man, and I get a psychopath. You get a face. You've come out of yesterday with a free sugar waffle. I'm twenty pounds in the fucking hole. Sure, but rice. I would say if I was analysing that and say which one's more likely to be the stalker, I'd say it's my guy. <laughs> if that makes you feel any better, I love the fact he's going through his pockets trying to look for what he's got. And it's like, oh shit, I only had one of those sugar waffles. Because those sugar waffles come in packs of two, right? I think so, yeah. It's just like an individual. It's not got a wrapper on. It has got a wrapper on. It hasn't given me loose. But what I mean is it's only got like a... It's, it's got... <laughs> you know when someone get, have you ever had that when someone, you ask someone for a chewing... Someone has a chewing gum and they've got one, but they bring it out of their pocket and it's not in a wrapper. Like it's falling out of the wrapper. Have you ever had that vibe? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you, you feel compelled to take it. Yeah, but really, you think I can't? You know, yeah. I'm going to eat something. It's got, got a, a bit of lint hanging off it. <laughs> An old bit of Christmas lint. I watched an inspiring thing the other day about. Have you heard of? I think it's called Pip. This dog. Pip. Did you hear that? Like, Pip the dog. Well, basically, there's this dog. I thought of you and your Reggie, but basically, I think that I think the woman, someone took this dog out for a walk. Basically, and the dog got away, and it walked five miles home on its own, it just knew where it lived. And there's CCTV that this woman's gone back and got all the CCTV of the dog walking back on it, so like just strolling over a big bridge. Really? It's fucking insane. I'm sure it's called Pip. And Reggie would not walk five metres to return to me. Yeah, we go, look, Pip passed on Bristol's most iconic monument, so it's 4.6 walk after he separated from his owner on a stroll. In, oh, yeah, she, he ran off in Lee, uh, Lee Woods. Why is the detail of that story that you need confirm the name of the dog, by the way? <laughs> It's an, it's sort of, you've, given, you've given me all the data details and you go, oh, well, what was his name? Was it, I'm sure it's... No, but I wouldn't have, like, if, if you're giving props to anyone, you've kind of mm. fucking got to like, know their proper How, name. Here's a question for you. How does that dog know the way home? Like, it's a hell of a walk. I'm trying to think what... You know, like you've got a mental map. I'm trying to think what, my, what our dog's mental map would be. I, I, it's just... the, this, is the, this is the course of events. Libby Bowles loses Pip in Lee Woods, just west of Bristol. The six-year-old dog crosses Clifton Bridge... 
begins his solo journey home. He plots a how, course. Hold on, how, would, how did Pip get left? What happened? Sorry, he ran off him? in the woods. Right, okay. And she thought he was done for. And then he crossed the Clifton Suspension Bridge. Yeah. Then he walked past Clifton Cathedral, BBC Bristol, Bristol. I mean, basically, he's not just found his way home, he's gone sightseeing. Mm. On the way back, he's gone past, yeah, Pip then wanders down busy shopping streets and across the harbour. Did you ever watch when you're Damning in Dartmouth and Bristol that nobody thought there was a dog walking <laughs> along the road there. <laughs> on his own. Walking along an entire high street with no owner. But I'm just going to leave it. Did you ever watch when you were a kid The Incredible Journey? No, what's that? What? Hold on, is that with the dog and the cat and the... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I have, I've watched it. It used to be the film I used to go, my go-to film when I was poorly. And then I watched the... I... That film should have just been called The Journey, right? Fuck off. Oh, I mean, my God. Oh, fucking hell. Give them some credit, mate. One of them nearly dies. It's like that wasn't incredible. I mean, Pip's got nothing. They 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 walked halfway across America. Yeah, no, you're right. It's fucking right, incredible. Awesome. Mate, it how can you take it away from them free when you're fucking all sucking off Forrest Gump? Me? <laughs> no, Where did I suck off Forrest Gump? <laughs> Those three, are like, I literally are like, that's incredible what they've done. Mm. Like, yeah. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm, um, I've been like, uh, I've been feeling like a little bit like, uh, like I've had a lot on basically. Yeah, yeah. And then so, so when I'm sat at home and I've got a bit of downtime, you, you end up like reaching to the comfort things yeah, like, yeah, yeah. to watch comfort things. So what I've discovered for me is my comfort is Pixar films, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so Theo the other day said to me, Dad, whenever I come into this living room, you're sat watching a children's film. What's going on? And like that has been my week. Is like every time I've had a bit of time, I stick on a Pixar movie. I watch, this is like, and obviously there's loads of great Pixar films, right? Yeah. I'd watched, I'd watched them. I mean, I watched Ratatouille the other night. Oh, man. I mean, Ratatouille, by the way, is one of the greatest films ever made. Oh, my God. It's What a film, man. Do you know, I will sit and I will re rewind and re you know the final review that he gets? Oh, my God. With, uh, what's his name? Ego. Yeah. The music, just the music. Oh, mate. Da, 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 I literally da, sit there. Da, 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 da. Oh, man. That movie, it's that just, It's an amazing film. Like, yeah. amazing. I mean, like... Uh, there's so many f good things about it. Uh, this is not a film review podcast, and nor would we be reviewing films. <laughs> really on the pulse. Yeah, so this is a new For podcast. Not... We're reviewing Pixar movies from 10 years ago. <laughs> For those of you that have not got a chance to watch Ratatouille over the last decade. So I want bring a film to your attention. <laughs> have you ever seen a movie called Toy Story? Um... So here's the premise. When you leave the bedroom... The toys have got a life of their own, and they do get up to some hijinks. Um, I don't mind now, telling you. Woody's world is thrown into turmoil when a astronaut to it uh, by the name of Buzz Lightyear, who actually yeah. has a more recent sequel that's not as good, a prequel. Um, oh, but okay, let's. Talk, this is more recent. Have you watched Lightyear? I've not. No, 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 no. Mm. Is it good? I won't bother. I won't bother. I feel you know my big gripe with it, right? Mm. Is that they didn't use Tim Allen. Yeah, I, I find it's quite... weird that it's weird that isn't it? I mean, I like Chris Evans, but yeah, I find it's it a, a weird snake decision, move. Wasn't it? That's a snake move. If, if the toy is based on the character, are we? Are you saying the toy is shit then? No, you know I mean, like what I mean yeah, is yeah, like yeah, they've yeah. not used they've yeah, not yeah. used the original voice for the toy. I well, don't the voice is everything as well, isn't it? Like just the, how he, you know, like yeah. Shout out to him. You know, talking about Pixar movies, maybe one of what? like so. Um, Grace has had a bit of a cold 
last cat like last sort of four or five days. So we the three of us sat down on Saturday and she was sort of like feeling a bit like she wanted to be like a little cuddle and all that. We sat down the three of us and we watched uh, Frozen. Mm-hmm. And I mean she watched yeah, fifteen minutes, but um, can I just say, you know, Frozen, yeah. I'm going to say this, yeah, and I, I'm saying this categorically, no irony, that Fixer Upper tune is just a stone cold banger. Oh, actually. mate, mate. That is a proper Mate, tune, let me mate. say, I've, I filmed her when Let It Go came on. It was a <laughs> massive moment of mine in her life, just watching your little girl for the first time when she's looking at me, the music fucking building, yeah. clapping her little hands. She then just drifted off, didn't really watch anything until the last five minutes when it all sort of came together. And then she sort of sat there and just sort of like quizzically looked at it. I, I took the boys to Disneyland Paris. I, I took the boys, listen to me. We took the boys to Disneyland Paris. Really gives you an insight into my levels of narcissism, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> um, took the boys to Disneyland Paris and on the last night or penultimate night, we took them to watch the, um, the fireworks at the castle or whatever. Oh, wow. Mate. I, I don't know if I was tired or whatever, or what, or just maybe I checked my bank balance out like the day before or something. But the fucking emotion that I felt watching the kids watch that fireworks—I mean, it was just crazy. Were they, it's just like how old was uh, was Alex at that time? Uh, it must have been like five. Charlie, Charlie was uh, four, uh, three, two, three. Yeah, yeah, was that too young? I think I want to. Talk, we're going to try. Do, I want to do Euro Disney next year. They've got the Frozen World opening. Like you basically experience. I mean, I'm just speaking. I'm just talking Disneyland Paris. Obviously, I've not been to the American one. But um, you, you like as your kids get older, you're accessing different levels of a theme park. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like, what, what? So what I mean is like they'll have rides. You know, for for little kids, and then you'll go and you'll go to you'll go to a different section of it. Do you know what I mean? When your yeah, kids are yeah, older, yeah, and then yeah. blah blah. The problem we have is we've got three kids at three different age brackets, so you essentially take them so that none of them have a great day. <laughs> They're all just half baking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. They're all compromising <laughs> when we go out. <laughs> well, we should probably get into emails. We've like massively overrun here. Oh fuck, man! Yeah, go, go, yeah, go, no. go. Oh my All right. days, my G. I know. We just got so carried away with the chat. The chin wagging. This email is from the Lonely Wombat. Oh, wow. And it says, greetings to the swan. Well, for now, thanks for the podcast. Really appreciate the laughs and honest insights into how you view the world. It's for these insights that I'm mailing in. Probably best I remain anonymous as I've introduced a few people to the podcast, one of whom this email is about. So here goes, here goes my dilemma. I divorced my high school sweetheart of 17 years together, seven of those married. We had grown up together and they loved each other very much and it worked extremely hard. We both felt that we had a better chance to be happy apart rather than stay together and keep struggling through. Obviously, this is world shattering and hard for both of us as I was the one that initiated the ending. I felt I had to stay strong and lead the way in terms of starting our lives apart. I unexpectedly moved on quicker and started spending time with someone and all they told myself was a distraction only, nothing serious. It's now four years later and I'm living in Ireland with the distraction. During the time, during this time, my now partner and I were going through the divorce. And since my ex-husband and I had promised to remain friends and support each other, I worked extremely hard with my new partner to make him okay with this weird situation of me being friends with my ex. Cue to my ex-husband moving on as well, but with a woman who isn't as comfortable with our friendship and has been honest with me about working through insecurities, even going to couples counseling to support her through. But in the meantime, either restricting his interactions with me or just ignoring my messages. When we do speak now, he talks about his progress through psychological issues, but never about his or their 
life or anything fun and has stopped asking me anything about my own life. I miss our chats about comedy life and value his opinion on things, but now I feel he isn't interested or allowed to show me that side anymore. Being high school sweethearts, we share the same friendship group. I'm home at Christmas and would love to catch up with the group and him, but I'm scared he won't be allowed to come or worse, won't want to come. His behaviour is hurtful to me as I worked so hard to keep him my life and now I feel like I mean so little that he's happy to just let our friendship fade. Should I continue to try and maintain his friendship, this friendship or just quite appropriately let it go? Uh, Tom Davis, could you... This is quite a tricky one, this. It is hard. But then sometimes I think that life is like a series of novels, uh, like Tokyo Vibes or, or Harry Potter or some shiz like that. And actually sometimes you have to be ready for the fact that even though you're enjoying the book and you might have taken some time to read it, the final chapter sometimes looms dear and you've got to close that book and move on to the next one. I think the fact is that I think there's a, probably a part of it all where you're holding like firm to that that relationship because you kind of need that and like probably in a, there's a sense they're lonely warm back that because you initiated the separation, you probably feel some element of like he's maybe moved on and let it go and you haven't and and I think like there's a part of you that probably still feels like you want to hold on to something you haven't kind of ripped off that bandaid just enough. And that actually, uh, you know, you, you've moved away, you've moved to a new place. And, you know, there's probably a side of you that's got that sort of, you've got a new friendship group. I think it doesn't mean you can't sort of still catch up with your old friendship group at Christmas and see people. But I think you, you've got to come to terms with the fact that he, if he's moved on, he's missed his, But It's amazing that you've all gone through this, the therapy. You, you've all gone through the things you've gone to try and keep it tenable and trying to keep the relationship. I don't know, you've not said if you've got kids in there. Like, obviously, it's a no, big thing, but, yeah, but... I think sometimes you just you just have to just say like you know you've worked your hardest at it, but when it comes to any kind of friendship and it comes to anything, I think there's only so much you can put in before actually you look at life and you think, right, well, you're wasting your time. And time's valuable, and I think actually just let him come to you if he wants to come to you, and, and then you can then you can see where you're at. But otherwise, enjoy your new romance, your new the distraction, who's obviously more than a distraction, and just. Um, just keep moving on, Maggie. Um, I don't know if I have much to add to that. It's just beautiful. And I love the book analogy as well. Yes. And, uh, you know, the France 98 World Cup squad used to yeah. talk about how sometimes uh, when they're playing with Zidane, Zidane um, yeah. they would forget that they were in a game because they loved watching them so much and they would stop and watch. And that's how I sometimes feel doing this podcast with you. Oh, wow. Jeez. You know? <laughs> My God, I love you so much, yeah. um, you were, You're here. If I'm Zidane, you're Henri. Wow, thank you. That is way too high a praise, but thank you so much. Uh, The Lonely Wombat. uh, Look, I think it's a tricky one, this, because when you break up with someone and you break up with someone amicably, one of the things is, is, you know, depends on how you break up. I've had breakups. We've decided we're never going to speak to each other ever again. <laughs> and I've had breakups where it's been, you know, you keep in touch or whatever. The problem is you can't really control, you you can't, you don't ever have full control of how that breakup transpires. And and your situation is you want to keep in touch with this person for obvious reasons. You know I mean, you were, what, you were high school sweethearts and you were together for a long, long time. So a big part of each, a big portion of your lives has been spent together. But the reality is, it's just that, you know, when people move on, it's just difficult to manage that. You know, 
he's gone on and he's in a new relationship and you're in a new relationship somewhere else. And while it would be great if you could keep that friendship going and as strong as you want it to, it's just not always possible. And it's just, it's unfortunately out of your control. And so uh, I think, you know, I guess I'm sort of waffling, but my advice is that you've got to let things take their course. And yeah, you're going back home and it'd be great to catch up with the group. And I, but I think you just have to let him make that decision, whatever that is. And I know that you feel like I sort of the implication is that you feel like he's being sort of controlled a little bit or maybe he's not coming against his will. But I think uh, as difficult as that is, you just have to live with that. Do you know what I mean? He's in a new relationship. He's an adult. He's making his own choices. If he decides he's not going to come, that will be a shame. But unfortunately, you just have to accept it. Do you know what I mean? And so um, I think you just see how it goes. It's the truth of it. Um, and sure. uh, as, as difficult or as easy as that may be. So good luck. Listen, good luck with that. But it sounds like you're in a great situation with this, uh, with the distraction. So um, hopefully that will help uh, salve the wound of the um, wow. friendship. Well, you, mm. you fucking last minute winner there was beautiful. The yeah, roll thanks. over, step over, just yeah. as you place the ball like Henri. You know, little Henri run up yeah. towards the Spurs fans in a knee slide. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, next email, guys. This is from the Bog Rat. Wow. I recently started listening uh, and really enjoying and hearing your views and opinions on life. I would like your advice on a particularly offensive behaviour that I've encountered at my local Lidl. What's your What's your Lidl take, Tom? Are you a Lidl shopper? Lidl are amazing, man. Lidl are mm. some fucking great deals. Mm. Good, yeah. The, yeah. Whilst waiting at the... That sounded like I wanted you to put the boot in on Lidl. I didn't. No, well. no, 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 no. I, if Lidl was a friend... It'd be a sort of someone I wouldn't necessarily always invite to the pub, but I'd always be happy when they turned up. Yeah. Yeah. They'd probably have some fish fingers and a spatula with them. <laughs> Whilst waiting at the till to pay, a pungent smell of urine wafted past me. <sighs> Looking around, I realised it was a horsey woman who, although appeared well kept with nice nails, hair and makeup, had obviously been mucking out, paddling around in horse piss and hadn't changed her boots before going into a food shop. I had to steel myself to not say anything to her. In any case, I didn't quite know what to say if I did and broached the subject. This isn't an isolated incident, and I feel the <laughs> I feel the horsey community should know about how offensive their smell is in a food shop. I haven't the bottle to do it myself. Have you ever encountered this smell, and what would you say to someone without causing too much offence? Many thanks, bog rat. Wow. Mm. I so I, I used to go out with a horsey person uh, who's like, did you? Yeah, yeah. She was incredible at dressage. Like in it, like an amazing, like yeah. She was yeah. She was an absolute like. She was very driven, very into. But I never like weirdly. I used to love the smell of. I'm obsessed with horses. I think they're amazing. Like, I, yeah, I used to actually go out and do some of the training with it. Um, but I've got to say, I've, I don't think I've, I live in an area as well where it's like quite what you deem as quite a horsey area. Mm. Like I've never ever encountered this. So I do think it's disgusting. I'd say that the, to the bog rat. I'd say that. Um, Quite a weird thing as well. <laughs> like a bog rat, I can imagine stinks. But um, yeah, I mean, like I, I, I completely understand. Like I, one of my most repugnant things is like if you're in a supermarket and someone's really kicking up, there's a smell of beer. Or I was yeah. I was in a supermarket recently, and one of the staff who worked there had the worst bo. Really? Yeah, and he was like lurking about. He was doing his 
you know, um, stacking the shelves uh, in yeah. the fruit and veg. And at first I thought maybe that's some off veg. And then I caught enough of mm. whiff and I was like, no, that is really toxic BO. Mm. And that's like, I was like, should he be around food? Like if his armpits stink like that, like what else mm. is, is he not, is he washing his hands? But is his, what's his hygiene like? Like mm. sort of, and every, he was, and then he sort of, you know, like you get someone who's following you almost on the aisle because he was stacking the next shelves in the next aisles when I was hitting them. I was like, oh my God, like, he's going to be on the whole circuit that I'm on smelling like this. Mm. Yeah, I felt that was pretty repugnant. So I get it. Um, can I ask you a question? Yeah. If you if you and I were meeting up regularly, yeah. Um, say we decided to move this friendship beyond Zoom, <laughs> and um, I stank. <laughs> <laughs> what, what? How would you? What are you like? <laughs> Go on. Yeah, you know, no. how, how, how would you handle it? What would you do? I'll tell you. Like, I must, uh, you uh, tell smell. me how you tell me. So you I tell, always like, smell amazing, I t- by the way. You, 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 you smell well. You're a well, you, you're a well kept smeller. Right. So, so I turn up. He, okay. Here's the thing, right? Okay, would you? You would definitely tell me if I smell, right? Yeah. I, yeah. I don't. I don't ever use deodorant. Just so you know. What? Don't you? Yeah. I don't, I, I've not used it since I was like a teenager. Why? I, think. I don't know. I just. I just have never used. I've never ever used. I don't know vibes or. No, I just, I just, um, just stop you. I don't know. I just stop using. It. I don't how, know. how do you always smell so nice? Obviously, you always use aftershave, right? Yeah, I use aftershave, but I don't ever use deodorant. So ever. you never worry about bo. Well, well, I don't know. That's what I mean. If you've got bo, you don't realise, do you? So that's what I guess it's. Oh, I no, sort no, of started. No, no. I've I started asking before, this, as I, and I've known that I've got bo. I've talked about it on this podcast before many moons ago. I yeah, fucking if so. I've had I've had bo not so long ago and I've got a fucking whiff and I know that well I know I'm in the back of a fucking cab and I'm like oh it's just me yeah, I know it's me mm. if yeah, I, I've, if you were kicking I, up and smelling yeah I'd engineer a situation where me and you got into like that we'd end up just me and you in a lift together mm. and they'd go oh fucking hell someone in here's got bo and then I'd, I'd smell my you own. think that's a subtle way of doing it. <laughs> I'd smell my own armpits yeah. and go, I don't think it's me. So you do the same. You'd smell your armpits and go, oh shit, that's me. Yeah. You did do that to me once actually. Cause I'd like <laughs> a bit of, um, you didn't, it wasn't exactly that, but it's when we're in Newcastle. Do you remember when you put me in that, uh, janitor's cupboard for the, <laughs> for the three nights that we were there or whatever. Yeah. And, um, I had like a bit of dry, I think I had a bit of dry skin in my ear. <laughs> do you remember this? No. <laughs> Come on. And we, we, we got into the lift and he went, do you ever get dry skin in your ear? <laughs> and then I went to you, have I got dry skin in my ear? And you went, oh, 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 oh. <laughs> I do get dry skin in my ear, by the way. It's something I get, I get it around my ear holes. Yeah. I've never noticed you have like beer, but that's how I go, I think the best way of going about it. Mm. I um I've had a number. I was so I, I remember, by the way, two times in LRs you pointed out when I've had a bogey in my nose. Yeah, but that's like you've got to do that. Yeah, yeah. Which I always think yeah. is. Like, I mean, I mean, imagine there's been countless times when you haven't bothered <laughs> to tell me I've got a bogey in my nose. I, I, I think, I think it's, I think it's more likely if I walked onto the set of King Gary. <laughs> with, with a bogey in my nose, you'd say something to every member of the cast and crew apart from me. <laughs> I think it's the most likely outcome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um, 
Well, yeah, sorry, sorry. So we were, we were in the middle of Oxford, so I just completely <laughs> lost myself there. Um, I used to, um, when I started on the circuit, obviously you're doing gigs miles and miles away. I really became a very regular uh, coach user. You yeah, know, like they're super yeah, cheap. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So I remember, I, I, I remember like getting like seven-hour coaches from fucking Cardiff and Same. shit like that, coming back from yeah, a gig and stuff. Yeah, right? yeah. And it's horrible. It's fucking horrible Mate, it's like the worst especially journeys, if you didn't right? get leg room you were just sat like... yeah and especially also i would say i'll add to that especially if you died on your ass at the game yeah 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 so you'd like you then i remember like i'd be i'd want to get home as soon as possible so i remember like getting like one day i got like a gig a, a, a coach back from wales at like i think it was like four o'clock in the morning like the coach left from like near the the, the gig or whatever so first of all i had to fucking knock about till then and then i got on the coach and I was just sat waiting and it was like, this is going to be all right. I've like, nobody sat next to me. And literally seconds before the coach was due to pull off, the smelliest bastard in the world sat next to me. <laughs> like absolutely fucking stuck. You know when you can fucking taste it? Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, thick yeah. in the air. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And it's like it's sometimes... Anyway, you know, like, if he'd been like four seats away, but he's right next yeah. to you. Yeah, it, like, I, I would argue it'd been sm it, I would have smelt it if it had just been waving the coach off. That's how much he stank. <laughs> this geezer, right? And like, do you know, it's one of those smells where... Do you know if you wear, if you wear the same aftershave for a long time? Yeah. Like, I, I recently started wearing... Oh God, this is so boring. But I recently started wearing a new aftershave. Yeah. And... Um, I keep using too little of it because I really fucking notice the smell of it. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Whereas like the one I was using before, I was like smashing all over. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah you're bathing idea. in it. Yeah, because you get used to it. His yeah. was a smell that you'd never get used to. His his bo was like you know the Glade plug-in that every like half an hour resprays. Yeah, <laughs> it was like that. So you, I, I was I was sat next to him on the way back thinking oh, I'm just about getting used to this, and then I guess <laughs> one of his glands would fucking secrete something new. And it would be like experiencing the hell all over again for the first time. Did you say anything? No. What am I supposed to say? Could you was, not was go it, back to you... London, please? <laughs> That's the only solution. He's was there any other like, seats at all? That... <laughs> no, it was rammed. Oh, mate. And so, I, so I'd gone from feeling like I'd won the lottery by being the only person <laughs> that didn't have someone sat there. By the way, dealt with the anxiety of that. Why am I the last person that anybody on this coach wants to sit next to? <laughs> Uh, it's so mad to think, right? When you start out doing stand up, right? I was just thinking about yeah. this yesterday, like, when we were doing this like, yesterday. Like, I remember going to Manchester, like finishing work, like working on the site, going up, getting up to Manchester, like taking half a day, going up to Manchester to do. You remember Frog and Bucket used to do like a gong yeah, show? Yeah, of course, man. Yeah, I love um, that gig. And, uh, I didn't do the gong, I'd never do the gong show. My self esteem can't handle that. But, <laughs> so yeah, I did, I did the gong show, it. lasted for about a minute and a half, and then had to get the night coach back. Oh, what right. an insane thing to then get back I and know. have to tell blokes on a building site. I was a gig last night. How long did you do? About a minute and a half. Where was it? Manchester. <laughs> Five hours on a coach there and back. It's insane. Mate, Ten hours of travelling for a minute and a half of stand up. And then you go and do like you go and do these five and ten minute spots like fucking. I remember like I used to like run out of last lesson. I'd let the kids practically go early. Fucking don't worry about the bell. Just get the fuck out of here. Jump into my car. Drive to Nottingham. Eat shit for ten unadulterated minutes of fucking death. And then get home at like two in the morning and just fucking look around the house and like checking on the kids, going letting you down, letting you down. <laughs> finally tell a sleeping Lisa that I'm letting her down as well. 
awful. <laughs> Right, well, have we got time for one more? Let's do one more, my G. Hello, Wolf, Al, Swan and Cat. We've listened since day one. Uh, not only do you make us laugh and give us something to discuss each week, but I want to let you know your inspiration in other ways. Uh, E.g. Rom talking about his squats and how Arster grass has made a difference is something that sticks in my head during my workouts. And you are, and you are also fashion icons too. I remember you mentioning the overshirt uh, cargo combo a long time ago, and it's everywhere. So please do keep up the fashion and gym talk too. These sort of snippets during conversations are more valuable than you know. Anyway, I know you don't love praise, so on to my question. My husband and I have a very long-running disagreement. He, stand... <laughs> he stands up to wipe his ass, which oh, I've always found God. very strange. Okay. He also uses so much loo roll, and I feel sure it's because his crack is not open enough to get it clean. He says it's none of my business, which I completely appreciate, but he chooses to leave the door open so he can talk to me while shitting. <laughs> Fucking hell, there's a lot to unpack here. Uh, so I can't help but have an opinion. Do you sit or stand to wipe? Please say you do it while sitting. I need to cut back on the amount of bog roll I'm buying in the co- current cost of living crisis. Thanks for reading. The cross cat and the dirty dog. <laughs> the cross cat and the dirty dog. Oh, my God. This is... Uh... Right. So I, I, I think you're damned if you do and damned if you don't on this. Right. I, so I've always, been, I've always wiped my butt standing up. Right. Right. Because I actually disagree. I think you can... I can get... <laughs> I think you can get a deeper reach standing up. Right. <laughs> but it de- that all depends as well massively on, if you're using like uh, recycled toilet paper, it's, it shreds very easily. So you can end up with little bits of toilet paper all over the floor, um, like debris. Oh my God. <laughs> this might be one of the worst things I've ever heard you fucking say. <laughs> what is your arsehole made of? Have you got a sandy ring? <laughs> so, so you could end up just picking up little tiny little bits of toilet paper or having to go and get the hoover after you. Oh, do you want shit, right? I don't find sitting down, I, I don't think you're getting a clean enough scope across it, right? Yeah. What's. Oh, man, I don't want to. Also, I find that you don't want to listen. No. Whatever you don't want, you've already done, mate. So you might as well carry on. You know when I always find that I just my worst kind of. You know when you get like those shits you have, and you think I could, I could genuinely be here for six or seven hours wiping my ass. It doesn't feel like it'd ever be clean. Yeah. You know when you wipe, wipe, wipe. You think, oh, that's it. Just done. stood there. Give it a pile safety of fucking wipe. toilet tissue fragments around your feet. <laughs> Give it another wipe, and it's still fucking there. Yeah. That's when sometimes I've got to sit down because I'm so tired from wiping it standing up, I need a break. So I sit down. Yeah. Arsehole's bleeding. <laughs> got no. RSI in his hand. <laughs> no dexterity left in my fucking two of my fingers. Have you seen Tom's now got himself a... He's just got a wiping claw. He can't grip anything. Do you... Are you having to ambidextrous when you wipe? No. Right-handed. Just all right-handed, yeah. Which is the worst, isn't it, really? Because, you, you know... Yeah, I should probably. You should probably use the other hand, shouldn't you? Yeah, yeah. You do everything with your right hand, right? Yeah. yeah. Why are you saying that like it's an accusation? No, no, just, no. I'm saying you obviously do. No, yeah, but you're making it out like I should feel ashamed of that. No, you, you know, but you're. Le- I try. I'm not use a my witch. Le- <laughs> Is that what, what you? I try and do like use my left hand for certain stuff. Right. Like if I, if you watch me, watch this. 
Um, I don't know if I've ever seen somebody drink from a water bottle like it's a fucking magic trick before, but that's happened now. (laughs) 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 Fucking hell. Anyway. (laughs) Yeah, but my point is this. Um, I think when it comes... I think, number one, like, I think... Because, you know, one big thing that no one's talking about, it, you know, we're all, cost of living, obviously, it's terrifying. Wars in Ukraine, terrifying. A lot of terrifying. But actually, you know, like a lot of people are going for, have been going fucking crazy with toilet paper over the last fucking few years, especially with lockdown. Yeah. Like, get ready for the fact that those, you know what, I can't remember what they're called, like paper bur- um, bergs or something. Like, the t- like, our sewers are getting clogged up big time with excess toilet paper. So actually, one of the things that before the even the ozone layer, we could just be overrun by overrun by overrunning sewers. Okay, I spoke to a is that your is that what your advice to this person? Well, I just say like, say to him, look, you know, have a sit down with him and say, look, one of one of the big things we've got to worry about is all of our sewers blocking, because then it's like we'll basically just be like there'll just be a puddle of shit glazing England. Mm, okay. so we've just got to be really careful of that. Yeah, I, I feel like that's quite a long term uh, prospect for yeah, him. Yeah, but to at the moment we're, we're so concentrated on all the lip, like the, the bigger stuff going on in the background. The fucking fat birds are called, aren't they? Yeah, but that's not toilet tissue, is it? That's fat. Yeah, fat toilet. No, like toilet tissue. Mate, if you were to duck your head in a t- uh, sewer and have a little look about, I definitely guarantee you'll see some toilet paper and fat all mixed into the yeah, mix. Yeah, I imagine you would see some toilet paper in a sewer. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> resident expert <laughs> would you see some shit as well <laughs> what, I'm saying, sewer. Well, what I'm saying is get ready man because fucking mm. it, I'm saying like if this was like if we're in a sort of like a movie situation like that is one movie that second and then the, th- the big third one is about the fat bugs coming to get us yeah, yeah. it's like and yeah uh, I have a real problem with arse cleaning in particularly in Britain I just think the idea of wiping your ass with toilet tissue and that being enough and that your ass is clean is absolutely fucking ridiculous. Oh, here we go. No, but it is, though. You've got a B-day guy, aren't you? I've not got a B-day, but I do, if, I, if I'm at home, I will try and rinse the ring. If, if I'm. How do you rinse it, though? Do you, like, put your bum by the shower, sink? Get the shower head up there. Really? I, I'm not going to wash my ass where I brush my teeth, <laughs> mate. Thank you. <laughs> also... I don't, um, <laughs> I don't leave the bathroom door open, but the prospect of somebody walking in to see me trying to position my arsehole under a tap, I, I don't. I, I, that's the me. one thing that I don't get at all is the, uh, having the, the, that's too comfortable for me. What is? Having the door yeah, open. having the door open. Insane, I think that's the insane. one time that you Absolutely. should, that should be complete fucking. Yeah, that is, that is not a spectator Doors closed, sport, you're doing your own fucking, no. No, man, that has, you have to fucking, that's, I think that's the time when you know, some new time kicks in, right? Yeah. Um, I, I've, I've dabbled with different things. I try and rinse when I'm at home. I've also used those like, well, I, for a while I went through a phase of using wet wipes. Right. Like the biodegradable ones, but I've since been told that even the biodegradable ones are not biodegradable. So yeah, 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 yeah. I don't know what the fuck to do about that. But the, the, the long and the short of it is, I find it, you know, like Japanese toilets. They've got the little jet thing. Why can't we have that? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, the but we're old school. Jet. We're traditionalists when it comes to Yeah, the but stuff. it's disgusting. I think... It's disgusting. Wadded fucking paper to clean your shitty arsehole. 
It's horrible. Yeah, have you ever used And then you pull your pants up. There's so many bitches walking around with fucking fragments of shit in their crap. Do you ever, this is such a weird thing, do you ever look at certain people and think, oh, he doesn't wipe his ass properly? Yeah, 100%. Do you know, no, I won't be wrong. Your ass is definitely filthy. (laughs) No, you know who I always think about when I think about Gary Neville? I don't know, I love Gary Neville. I think he's an absolute jerky. But sometimes <laughs> I look at Neville and I think, oh, he probably doesn't wipe his eyes. He doesn't give that a proper. He looks like he's always on the go. He's always got so much on that he probably doesn't do it the due diligence oh it deserves. Oh, God, that is. Oh, God, that might be the best thing I've ever said, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. And you like him as well. I like, I like Gary. I think, he, I, I think yeah. he's, a, he's a credit to the game. I just think sometimes he's got so much on, he doesn't think enough about wiping his butt. Uh, okay. Well, anyway, in answer to your question, uh, I don't stand or sit. I squat. Do you? I, I don't, yeah, I don't like um, sitting because I get nervous that the follow-through from the wipe is going to make contact again. Yeah. I don't like standing because I agree. You're basically, especially with an arse like mine, which is fucking flat as you like. You don't want to get any purchase or access at all. Yeah. So I sort of hover. I sort of lift a little bit so that I've still got the angle, you know, like a like one of those, you know, like a lamp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh wow, yeah. So that's what I. Do. I'd like to see that sometime. Yeah, but yeah, maybe one day we can <laughs> we can pit, sort it out. We'll do it. Like, we'll do it on the podcast. <laughs> the wife and ass edition. Yeah, little tag team shit. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so, so uh, there you go. Uh, I, I don't know helps. if that helps at all, Crosscut and Dirty, and Dirty Dog, but good luck with it. Um, but please do shut and lock the door when you're... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Take that time. Take that, like, five, ten minutes yourself. Let that become your thing. Okay, Tom, it's about that time, my G. We've actually slightly overrun today. Yo. <laughs> Damien, the field mouse. Damien, the field mouse, every day would scurry through the fields and he'd come up to Edmund Cottage uh, that a family lived in and every day he would look through the window and see a big lump of cheese sitting on the side of the counter and his mouth would survey and he'd fantasize about getting into the kitchen and eating the cheese so he'd go home and he'd sort of lay in bed sleeping just thinking about oh man how do I get that cheese Go back day after day after day. One time, Damien made a breakthrough. He thought, I need to eat that cheese. So he got into the house and he scurried across the counters and he looked around and he got up to the cheese and he just stared at it and smiled. He thought, finally, I have my Moby Dick, the thing I've been after the most. And he took a big bite from the lump of cheese. As soon as he tasted it, he thought, oh my God, this, is, this isn't cheese. This is butter. And basically, as he, he, he tasted the salty, salty butter, someone opened the door and went, ah, a rat or a mouse. And Damien scurried and ran, but he ran the wrong way and ran into a trap. And the trap slammed down upon him, and poor Damien was no more. And as his gentle soul swarmed up to go and meet his maker, he thought, actually, you know what? The fancy of the cheese was actually better than the taste of the butter. My thing is this. Sometimes thinking about something that will make your life infinitely better won't. It's nice to have dreams. It's nice to have aspirations. But remember, 
sometimes the thing that you're looking for that you think is going to be the sweets of cheeses is just plain old butter. Enjoy your moments, people. For some of us, they can be fleeting. Really great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> really great. Yeah. I don't know if that was inspired a little bit by Ratatouille. Yeah, possibly. <laughs> um, I don't know what your problem with butter is. Um, <laughs> oh, shit, listen. I mean, who's who's setting a trap with butter, by the way? You can't just put cheese there. Uh, you would still have died. Have you got to go? No, 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 no. I've got to fucking do something for one of our friends who is a big oh. fan of this podcast. Well, you know we're still recording, don't you? <laughs> no, I know, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying. Yeah, so what's happening then? I'm just trying to get... No, because Anna Sheldrake had that good friend a uh, well, really good friend Anna Sheldrake has messaged me and she wants us to play a, a tune for us to go out on oh okay fine so I'm just trying to find what that tune is oh here we go right so this song is called Set Adrift on Men- Memory no, Set Adrift on Memory Bliss yeah PM, PM Dawn. Dawn yeah so da, 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 da. Why, so, is she, why is Anna asked for this song it's a song that she loves. She's put it forward. Anna Sheldrake's an absolute G, someone that we love. Yeah. We're humbled by yeah. it. So, um, and can I, uh, well, Anna, you're, Anna's absolutely brilliant. Um, but can I thank you, Tom, for not letting me know and making me waste my time choosing a song <laughs> and then just interrupting me as I was about to announce it so that you could do this little request? <laughs> no, but now you haven't got to do the work for next week. You've got this one locked to loaded. Sure, but it might not be appropriate for next week. Oh, true, say that. True, say um, that. But listen, set adrift on memory bliss. Uh, made famous by the fact, not it wasn't made famous by the fact at all, but KRS One. A little fun fact for you about this song. Yeah. PM Dawn, when this song came out, were like really seen as like a poppy hip hop act, and they were performing the song. KRS One rushed the stage and like basically really? pushed them off, and then started doing his own thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Sort of Kanye's pre Kanye. Oh wow. Yeah. But wow. it's a beautiful song. So thank you, Anna. Uh, for all you do and for the song Uh, this is PM Dawn Set Adrift on Memory Bliss a song that only 45 seconds ago I didn't know that we were going to be going out on Uh, thank you so much for listening (laughs) thank you so much for listening to The Wolf and Owl we will see you next time bye bye If you have a problem, opinion, feedback, or anything at all, please email us at wolfalpod at gmail.com. That's wolfalpod at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you, mainly because we don't have any content ideas. Thank you.